Well, greetings, greetings, and welcome to the show. This is Wrong Place, Right Crime. I'm your host, Frank Zaffaro, and this is an open and shut episode with Dietrich Kaltice. So, folks, we're going to go north of the border for this particular episode, up to the lovely province of British Columbia, Canada, and uh, talk to Dietrich, who uh, is a, a Canadian of German ancestry who lives there. I uh, actually met him in Vancouver at the Left Coast Crime Conference in March of 2019. Uh, he was kind enough to invite me to be part of the Noir at the Bar event that he organized and uh, kind enough to come on the show. Uh, he's also a uh, one of my blog writing partners over at Seven Criminal Minds. Uh, before we talk to Dietrich, however... I need to remind you that Wrong Place Right Crime is proudly sponsored by Down and Out Books. Down and Out Books is an up-and-coming mid-sized publisher that publishes crime fiction that uh, tends to reside in the deeper, darker, grittier end of the spectrum. So if you like that sort of thing, you will find a slew of books in their catalog that fit the bill. Uh, if you want to learn more, go to downandoutbooks.com. That's Down and Out Books, all spelled out, dot com. Down and Out Books, take the journey with us. And now let's meet Dietrich Kaltice. Well, hey, Dietrich, welcome to the show. Thank you, Frank. Thanks for having me. Uh, so you and I met this past March uh, at Left Coast Crime in your hometown of Vancouver. That's right. You uh, actually put together the North the Bar event at, uh, at that conference. That's right. Yeah. I, I've been doing them here, like in town for, for a few years, I guess. That's why they asked me to, to do that one. Yeah, I see, uh, you know, we, we travel in some similar circles and I see on Facebook and elsewhere that, that uh, posters for uh, Vancouver and at the bars fairly regularly. Yeah, I do two, two a year. This is uh, the, the sixth year we're just finishing up now. So, uh, yeah, we've got a, you know, a, a good following, uh, sort of a loyal crowd that keeps showing up. We've got a great um, venue that we use. Uh, yeah, it, it works. Vancouver. Come up I would love to. That's actually a pretty easy, easy flight uh, for me coming from Central Oregon. Vancouver really looks, uh, at least from the outside looking in, like it, it has developed into a very vibrant mystery uh, crime fiction community. I think so. Yeah, I think there, there are quite a few writers here, and um, you know, so, some writing, um, sort of setting their stories in Vancouver. Um, some, you know, in you know, other places. Some like me just kind of bounce around all over the place. <laughs> I noticed that. I noticed mm -hmm. that. I, I, my count might be wrong. Uh, I'm, I'm really poor at math, uh, but it looked to me like uh, on your website you had seven books with the eighth one coming. Am I? Is that close? Just, uh, this is the seventh one. I've got two more with with my publisher. So yeah, I I, I kind of have to do a count sometimes. <laughs> Number seven coming up. Number seven coming out. One thing yeah. I noticed though is that uh, it seemed like every single one of them was a standalone, and most of them in in a different place. Not very few of them in the same locations. Yeah, I, you know, I I haven't found anything. I I don't know if I just keep killing off characters. And, uh, <laughs> I, I haven't, uh, you know, felt felt strongly about, yeah, this could carry on, this could, um, or I really like this character and I really want to want to do another story. One theme that pops up 
uh, actually a couple of things that pop up, at least in the description of, of your books. Uh, one is uh, ex-cons. There seems to be a couple of different books that uh, feature somebody who's just got out of prison. And, uh, yeah, there's uh, it's sort of always, um, not always, but yeah, I, I guess taking it from the wrong side of the tracks uh, kind of point of view it, it makes it, uh, you know, you get away from procedure and that sort of thing. And uh, I, I kind of find it interesting because it leaves it a little bit more wide open and unpredictable. Uh, well, another piece that, that seems to pop up more than once is uh, the the herb known as cannabis seems to be a, make frequent uh, appearances in your books. Uh, yeah, five, six years ago, it uh, it, it seemed, a, a, you know, more of a, a crime element, I guess, than... It was edgier. Uh, yeah. Now housewives are going to the cannabis shops. Yeah, you see your grandmother smoking <laughs> pot. <you know. laughs> uh, well, and that that's what sort of, you know, fascinated me right out of the get-go. And the, uh, for the for the first book, I, I, I did some, some research. The number of grow-ups in the province, it was amazing. It was like... You know, I, I forget the exact statistics, but it was one in so many homes. And it's like you could walk down the street and statistically you just pass three of them, you know, <laughs> if the curtains are closed. Right. You know, yeah. And if the if the power dial is spinning. Uh... <laughs> yeah. 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 So I, I don't know what what uh, the unemployment statistics are now or if those people all got absorbed into the into the pot industry. <laughs> uh, I would assume they would be able to command quite the uh, salary as consultants with the experience that they probably had. That's funny. You just, yeah, you go from uh, a pot grower to a suit and tie job. <laughs> I, I don't imagine there's many suit and ties being worn <laughs> in, those, in those places. Uh, you, you're, one of your books, uh, The Deadbeat Club, uh, was translated into, into German, I read. How did that yes. happen? I, I'm not sure what, what the behind the scenes, but Surkamp, um, the, the German publisher, took interest in it. And um, through Thomas Bircher, uh, uh they decided to uh, translate it. it. Really interesting for me because I, you know, I speak both languages. And mm -hmm. I thought, oh, wow, I get to read my, I work with a translator or they, you know, they had a translator and I did have some conversations with her. But it's it's really interesting when when it's translated into a language that you actually understand because mm -hmm. I mean you speak a little German, but there's such a sort of a different mindset when you mm -hmm. you know when you're reading something in another language. So it sort of fascinated me that way. Well, what do you mean exactly for people that are monolinguistic? Um, you know, and I guess just the difference in the language, the way they, you know, the sentence structure and so on, and just, just the way you approach the reading, the understanding and so on. It, it's actually interesting that they, they take a story. I guess there, there are a lot of tourists that love Vancouver and so on. And, you know, to set a story, a story, uh, or, or, you know, to publish a story that's, you know, from the other side of the world, basically. Mm -hmm. um, but it, it, it was quite successful. And uh, there's such a difference in language. Uh, yeah. When, you know, idioms are different. Uh, you know, mm -hmm. all of the 
things about the language that are culturally influenced, which is basically everything except proper grammar, I guess, yeah, uh, come into play. And, and yeah. you're writing crime novels, so those probably mm-hmm. have a fair amount of you know idioms and and uh, jargon and slang in them. I would imagine. Yeah, you know when you're, you're when you're writing and you're trying to describe something, I always try to do it in as you know as economically as I can and find the most kind of you, you know it's like like a like you're a movie camera and you're you're trying to find the just a couple things that will um, sort of um, create images for the reader. And that's what I was sort of meaning by, you know, in a different language, that that sort of, it may change the meaning. It may, may change mm-hmm. the way that they see uh, what you're describing. You have these, uh, this catalog of, of novels that are set in different places that have, you know, got, you know, dishonored cops and guys that got out of prison and, you know, uh, uh, you know, marijuana before it was legal. And then we get to your new book, uh, Call Down the Thunder. And mm-hmm. this seems, at least on the surface, to be quite a departure from the rest of your catalog. Yeah, I, I, I think where that comes from, the, the, the different settings and, and so on. I, I usually get, you know, just a, a fragment, like an idea for um, a story. And um, I, I just picture a scene and then I'll drop in characters and so on. And then you kind of like, well, where's 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 the best place for this to be? And, and that uh, Dust Bowl, Kansas, in the, you know, late 1930s, I, I, you know, I was drawn to the the isolation of it. Mm-hmm. And um, the the hard times and so on, like I mean, you know, the, the and and the the dust storms and so on. Um, so it, it created a, a feel that just worked for the story, and I think that's why you know I'll, I'll set us one story in modern times in Vancouver or Toronto or uh, down the coast or whatever, um, just where it, where it feels right. Well, what is the uh, premise of of the new book of Call Down the Thunder? Well, we've got uh, a young couple, uh, Sonny and Clara uh, Myers, and they're struggling, um, you know, on their farm. Uh, The land's dry, it's barren, it's worthless. And we've got bankers who are greedy and hungry trying to squeeze uh, them out as well as other farmers. So, uh, you know, they can... They can stay on the land uh, or they can surrender the, to the banks. Many hightailed it to California, where, where the term Okies comes from. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there was a promise of a better life. Uh, Claire is all for, for going, but Sonny's determined to stay on uh, a farm that's sort of been handed down father to son. And in his determination, um, he finds a way for them to uh, stay and he thinks they might might even prosper while giving giving some some of the misery back to the banks mm-hmm. very reminiscent of steinbeck it sounds like in its setting at least uh, in the setting yeah uh, when is it out uh october 15th all right um hey before we close up i wanted to touch on a couple other things with you though you are a pretty active uh, blogger as are you? Yes, we uh, <laughs> we blog over at Seven Criminal Minds, and I I have uh, off the cuff, which I I do interviews and so on. And who's the who's the biggest name you ever interviewed? 
besides yourself? Uh, <laughs> I think you could probably do better than me. <laughs> I, you know what? I don't know. It's it's usually somebody I, I've met. Uh, mm -hmm. At uh, I, I don't think there's anybody that you know that's that's that big yet. Um, but um, you know, it's, it's it's usually somebody who I know, somebody I I, I like their writing, and somebody mm -hmm. I respect, or you know, there's just some, some point of interest or, or connection there. So that's kind of the point, anyway. Is for you is it's something that interests you, and it's giving some exposure maybe to a writer that could could use some extra. Yeah, uh, yeah. Spotlight. I, I haven't gone after Don Winslow or very uh -huh. anybody like that. Or, uh, so I guess I should mention you you see a lot of authors tout themselves as award-winning authors, uh, but you actually are. Yeah, I've got a, a, a the first book uh, won a, a independent publishers award uh, for regional fiction, and House of Blazes, the uh, the fourth one, won uh, a silver for best historical novel. How, how'd that feel? Well, it feels pretty good. I mean, you're 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 kind of over the moon. You're kind of surprised. Uh, I, I was surprised. Uh, I didn't even know the publisher had, had entered them. But um, so, yeah, yeah, it felt really good. But I think what you take away from it is uh, there, there is that that feeling of that, that you know, yeah, you, you've accomplished something. Um, but I think it, it, it makes you more confident in what you're doing like you know when you when you start out you're you're not sure you, you kind of almost second guess yourself you, you there's a lot more question as to what you know how you're doing how you're approaching something and i think when when you, you win an award it just it gives you that like i must be doing something right mm -hmm. so keep doing it mm -hmm. so call down the thunder comes out october 15th what are you working on now I'm waiting to do some some edits on the, on the one that'll come out next year. It, it's always funny, you know. You 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 put them away, right? Like when you finish them, I always mm -hmm. I've always had another project in the wings. You know, even before I finish, I've got an idea for for the next one. And and you just, because they're standalone, you you put one away and start on the next one. So mm -hmm. uh, when you come back to doing edits, like a year later, it, it's like a you know, you're, you're, you're really looking at it with fresh eyes. Yeah. Um, so there, there'll be, um, I'll be doing that. I, I'm also working on um, a new story uh, that's set here in present time in Vancouver. It's, um, it involves um, a, a runaway, uh, a retiree, a, a couple of casino robbers and uh, a, a killer motorhome. <laughs> a killer motorhome. <laughs> I'm still trying to work out a few, few of the details there. So you know, that's kind of in a nutshell what what I've got on the go right now. Well, setting it in Vancouver is uh, is an interesting choice because you know, given the fact that you live there, you, you're really in a good position to bring the setting to life, and having spent some a fair amount of time in Vancouver myself, it, it's, it's a city with a lot of character. I mean, some cities are, are rather bland or homogenous and, and don't really stand out, but uh, Vancouver definitely has its own, its own vibe and its own character. I, I think it does. Yeah. It, it's very beautiful. 
mm-hmm. uh, like any city. And there, you know, there's an underbelly, mm-hmm. uh, but it's also it's a port city. It's right on uh, the U.S. border. So and, and there's so many places where I mean you could just hop a ditch and you're you're in the states. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so there there's a lot of opportunity for a crime story basically. And you're taking advantage of quite a few of them. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. No stone uh, unturned here. <laughs> uh, well, uh, Dietrich, I appreciate you coming on the show, and I'll look forward to uh, call down the thunder and uh, seeing you at the next con. That's great. Thanks very much, Frank. I appreciate uh, the opportunity. Well, there you are, folks. Uh, fun discussion with Dietrich. Really nice guy. I'm looking forward to seeing him again here in just a few weeks at the uh, BoucherCon in uh, Dallas. And uh, sad to say, I have not actually read his work yet. It is on my to-be-read list, uh, pretty high up on that list. But uh, as many of you probably know, that's a, uh, always a long and distinguished list <laughs> to wade through. Uh, but it's a joy to do so. Uh, our next episode will take us to Scotland, where we will talk to Owen Mullen. Quick Zafiro update for you uh, on October 14th. My first Spokompton novel, At Their Own Game, will be published by Down Note Books. It's available now for pre-order at 33% off. So get in there and get your copy. You can go to Down Out Books uh, or Amazon or wherever you get your uh, books, digital or paperback. Uh, I want to say thanks to Dietrich for coming on the show. Uh, down out books for being a great sponsor uh, and always uh, to you the listener for taking the time out of your day to listen to me chat with uh, another writer uh, about writing sometimes and life the rest of the time next episode we'll have uh, owen mullen as i mentioned and until then this is frank zafiro reminding you that sometimes you got to be in the wrong place to write crime